Yeah, let me try one. Hold on. Hey, what's up, bro? Welcome to another episode of uh, I'm going to get there when I fucking get there, full. I got another guest. He's a fucking returning fool, for fool to ever be on my shelf, full. And he's back. Hey, what's up, bro? Gabriel Elviso. What's up, eh? everybody welcome to another episode of the i'm getting there podcast it's your host michael booth and uh just chilling labor day weekend having a good one just uh hanging back it's real you know trying to stay out of the heat uh i have a guest with me today returning guest you probably just heard him describe himself uh, before the music <laughs> cued in um it's my friend gabriel alviso how you doing man oh my gosh that's so funny dude yeah, like, what if that was, like, in real life? Like, you know, you go to a party, and you're, like, with, like, say, like, your brand-new girlfriend, and you're, like, around her friends, and she's like, hey, this is my boyfriend. You probably just heard him describe himself. Like, how awkward is that? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he, like, says what's up, and then she's like, oh, by the way, this is my boyfriend. She just, like, does it again, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just heard him. I just heard. I just already know who this is. Why are we... Yeah. And you have this weird accent I've ever heard of before. <laughs> and he kept saying like calling fool, like... Yeah, but he didn't use this. He didn't say he he didn't use the L. He just said foo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. He seems like a nice guy. Uh... Oh man, that's so funny. How you doing, man? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm like fucking. I mean, like a lot of. I feel like I bet how a lot of other people feel like with like COVID and like not doing comedy and like I know people are doing like outdoor open mics and like Zoom shows and stuff like that and like I'm just not into it like whatever fucking to each his own. I've only been doing this for a year. Maybe if I've been doing it for longer, I like feel more compelled to do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So I feel like I'm, I'm missing a big chunk of like this. It's like breaking up with a girlfriend, you know? I feel that like, like yeah, yeah like your way of life changes and you're like I kind of miss the stuff we used I used to do with that girlfriend but yeah. you're trying to like move on and think about other things I I don't know is that is that what a breakup I I think that's what that's what happens with me I guess it's like I try to just be like all right moving on to better things I yeah you try to like I mean like when you when you end anything you try to like re like refocus your energy into something else you know and like i guess like that's what i'm trying to do like i i feel like i've lost something in certain ways like you know like of course like my my creative outlet like being stand up like stand up like my main creative outlet was stand up i lost that mm-hmm. um my routine you know and with that i lost certain disciplines in in my daily um you know routine or, or whatnot and so i've been like trying to like refocus my energy or like plug into like another avenue or like element of like creation and it's been really hard because uh to be honest like comedy was like i think the thing that has made the most sense in my life like and i just don't have that anymore and so i'm like trying to make sense out of all these other things and they're just it's just not the same like i'm painting and i'm drawing and i'm writing 
but you know i i don't paint very well and I, it was it was always like kind of like a side thing and drawings always just like it it definitely wasn't a hustle for me the way comedy was so um yeah i feel i feel a little depressed like i feel like i'm i'm trying to i don't i don't feel like i'm painting because i want to paint i feel like i'm painting to uh take the place of comedy you know and that kind of yeah. sucks but but overall i'm pretty good i'm a pretty like positive person and you know i'm like i'm running and exercising riding my bike i, I go to the water and I, I i swim and whenever i can and i like cooking so i cook and i i practice med my meditation and, and like my religion and like all these other things so yeah. i'm pretty it, it's a battle just like everyone else dude but yeah you know, I, 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 yeah so. a lot of the things you're saying right there i, I definitely agree with um I, you know, I, that's kind of, I think, uh, like working out and kind of pushing, like challenging myself in different ways has been something that, uh, I've like really kind of, um, honed in on over this quarantine period, uh, like trying to, um, for the past, like <clears throat> for the past, like two, two weeks now, a little over two weeks, I quit smoking weed and like, just to see, just to push myself to, you know, like kind of see yeah. if I can take this out of my daily habit uh and you know just um you know not like because i think i was kind of you know i was a pretty habitual uh consumer and i think that it you know helped me in a lot of ways kind of de-stress or um relax and stuff and i during quarantine just had a lot more time to sit and think and i think that yeah like trying to trying to like remove some things like working out trying to work, work in these new routines um, that's been the challenge for me. And it's like a, it's, it's, I think that's what's taken my mind off of, of comedy and what is kind of given me this newfound like perspective on things is just like what I've noticed. Um, you know, the differences in, in, uh, in my body and kind of my like mood and, and attitude. Uh, I noticed a big change, like working out every day and, now I'm kind of <clears throat> going for like trying to like get that feeling of uh, like the endorphin high or like the that like relaxation, you know, post workout after you've really pushed yourself. That's like a feeling that I'm like kind of trying to chase, I guess. Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's it's interesting because I know like during this time, like a lot of people started like working out and like running, like just mm -hmm. like I went for to go for a run during like COVID and it was just like everybody was fucking running, you know? And I, I know a lot of people like got bicycles and like, I know a few friends that like bought like, uh, you know, guitars or like got their guitars out of like their storage and like things like that. Yeah. But what's funny for me, it's like, I've actually lost a lot of like discipline in like, as far as like, uh, my running goes. Cause he, you know, like I'm a pretty big runner. Like, you know, I do like, especially like when I moved here, I really upped my game. I was doing like six miles, like five days a week, wow. you know? Yeah. Going on like really long, uh, runs like once every two weeks. But like, since I lost, since I stopped doing comedy, you know, because of COVID, that kind of like dwindled off a little bit and I have definitely not been as disciplined and, and I just find it really interesting because you would think that I would, you know, uh, buckle down and even push myself even further. But I've realized for myself that comedy is, was definitely a thing that motivated me to push myself in all these other avenues of my life, mm -hmm. you know, 
So like comedy was kind of like the coach for me saying like, nope, keep going, keep going. And not only for comedy, but for everything else that I did. I worked way harder at my job when I was doing comedy because I was in that like work, 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 work. Yeah. And like, and I know that like one thing that I really think about a lot is this, um, this like the way that you are on the path is the way that you will be when you get there. So it's like, you know, I, I think about that all the time and especially when I did comedy I was like okay like my work ethic at work is going to be my work ethic in comedy and vice versa my work ethic and um, hustle and perseverance and discipline in my running and my exercise uh, is going to be you know translate uh, in comedy so I just try to push myself in all avenues but then like when comedy stopped it kind of stopped in all these other avenues but I mean, I've been trying like, you know, I went for I went for a run yesterday. Me and my girlfriend did like 20 miles, not all running, but like ran a good chunk of it. Um, I've been like lifting and uh, not as not as uh, disciplined and diligent as I'd like to be. But, you know, I haven't fallen off completely. So I, I got to give myself some credit there. No, that's good, man. And <clears throat> I think that like I don't I wouldn't be, you know, I, I wouldn't be like I, I like. I try not to be hard on myself, like, during this time. Like, mm -hmm. I, I try to be, you know, like, like disciplined, like you're saying, but there's so much going on in the, the like, in the world and just, uh, you know, every part of the world, there's just a lot of things happening right now. And especially, you know, not only COVID was, like, for the first, I would say, two or three months of the pandemic, it was just, like, a such a mind fuck more than, you know, more than, like, just having to all this, like, social distance, everything's changing, businesses closing, it was like a big, uh, yeah, it was just a big like mental kind of uh, drain. Drain, And yeah. I think that it's continued to be with just like uh, wildfires. Um, protests. Protests. The, uh, the news. Yeah, everything oh. kind of is just, I want to react in like a negative way. Yeah. And so I'm like, I think the internal struggle is to, not let yourself get wrapped up in all of it and start reacting in a really negative way, but also trying to have this positive outlook with all yeah. of what's going on. It's, yeah. and so I think that's like the, the, this mental funk. I think everybody's kind of experiencing it in some form or another. And cause it's, I think we're all just trying to understand and comprehend that like previous construct of reality and society is like changing and will and has changed and can't won't go back to you know what it was beforehand probably for like a long time and that's just like a weird thought to have to like internalize and kind of uh you know like deal with every day and yeah i think that you know that the first the first few months i was just like i wasn't doing anything i was just like coming home and like getting high or just sitting on the couch watching shows like I was just trying to I was just like kind of like almost enjoying the fact that we were all like don't go anywhere everything's closed I was just kind of chilling a and, lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> yeah I just think that uh I just think that like now it seems like that like the rebound period or the kind of bouncing back from that these past few months has just been kind of the acceptance of what reality is now and then just like operating within that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think like for me at the beginning of it was I was 
you know, I work at a grocery store and those were, that was the only thing that was open. So, mm-hmm. you know, and people were kind of like losing their shit. So it was crazy. Like it was like, you know, the end of the world for a lot of people. And I was working like 12 hour shifts, like day after day, like really hustling. And I love my job. Like I love working at the grocery store and I was just putting all of this energy that I, you know, would normally like put into going to three different places a night to do stand up, you know, like that's like a lot of work that I don't think people like realize. Like it's, it's, it's writing, it's thinking, it's like, you know, like it's, it's really heavy on the mental because like you're constantly trying to create and you're constantly like, like analyzing what you just did three times a night and you're beating yourself up and like, and on top of that, you're like, it's physical. Like you, you know, for here in Chicago, um, it's, you get out of work, you run to the train station, you hop on the train, you know, and then you, you walk to the coffee shop or the bar or wherever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you sign up and then you wait and then you fucking go to the next one and then the next one and the next one. And then you go home and then you eat and then you fucking go to bed and then you wake up to go to work. And then it's like, boom, 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 boom. And so I had all of this energy, you know, and I just put it into work and I was working for 12 hours. But then like, I was like, okay, this isn't enough though. Like, you know, this isn't enough. And also people kind of suck, which fucking breaks my heart to like say, but people are like, even during a pandemic, like I work at Whole Foods. So it's a lot of like very entitled people and, you know, and it's just like ungrateful, demanding, like not appreciating. And you're forced to be there. Like we didn't have an option, like, you know, to like not come to work. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, a reminder that like, People that are on unemployment are getting paid more than you, but you're being called essential. It was a mind fuck. And so I, uh, I just, you know, that really got to me and is like getting to me. But like you said, like this is becoming, you know, our reality and we, you know, we should, you know, adapt and, and we need to adapt or else we're going to fucking kill ourselves, you know? And so I'm learning how to adapt and I'm, uh, I'm, you know, letting the little things like brighten my, my day more. And, and I know at the end of the day, like I can get what doing stand up gave me from other things in my life. And like, I am a creative person. So something else will come along where I'm like, this is, this is my shit for now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Uh, like, like when you're when you're painting, when you're drawing, do you have anything in particular that you're, or is it just kind of like whatever comes to you? Like, are you are you trying to do like uh, like landscaping style of stuff? Are you are, is there anything in particular that you're trying to work towards getting better at with that? Or no, not re- not really. Like, um, <clears throat> my stepdad was a tattooer, okay. and uh, so he worked at a tattoo parlor growing up, and we had a he had like his own little like tattoo shop. Um, it was just like this little studio and he was like the only one that, uh, was tattooing there. And, um, so I grew up in that world a lot. Um, and so I just doodle kind of like tradition, American traditional style, like tattoo stuff. But, um, I bought tracing paper and graphite paper. So I've been like, like using all these like references and just like tracing and really learning like lines and stuff. And then I get graphite paper and I transfer it onto a canvas. And then I just do that. Like, have you ever seen that? Like, um, like paint by colors. Yeah. 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 So I kind of just make my own like paint by colors thing. It's like, it's like, like, yeah, like I, I, you know, just easy. Cause it's like, no, but I actually, I've been trying to, 
Have you ever heard of Teen Angel Magazine? No. It's a old magazine. I think it was the same dude who did Lowrider Magazine. You've heard of that? I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> Just this like uh, magazine that basically was um, a submission magazine. So you could submit like your own artwork, essays, poems, photography. But it was like Chicano like artwork. Okay. And it was like based out of East L.A. Like um, and uh, it has like people from like prison and like a lot of prison style artwork and a lot of like street. It's a street culture magazine. Gotcha. Um, OK. Yeah. And there's just a lot of like really, really cool uh, particular type of like Chicano art. And I've been really getting into that magazine again. It doesn't exist, but I've just been looking it up online and just tra- drawing like a lot of like um, like old school like Mexican American prison style like stuff. Um, not very good, but like it's fucking cool. I had a, my stepdad had a few of those magazines like growing up, and I would like look through them. So I've just been like looking at them online and like kind of drawing like um, like cholo style stuff and okay uh, i'm like really into that culture which is like yeah, i was you gonna know, like, i was gonna kind of mention that i was gonna say like ever since i've known you that's like it seems to be you're like very attracted to that like uh yeah and... i would say, i would say that that like culture and uh like like chicano like street culture and like punk are like the two things that I'm very attracted to. And there's a lot of like parallels within the two. Mm-hmm. And then there's a like, you know, like East LA punk, like Cholo, like Chicano, like punk scenes. Uh, and so, uh, and I grew up around a lot of like those type of people, you know, like, uh, like uncles that were like affiliated with like certain type of like, we'll say like clubs, you know, and, uh, and like other family members that, uh, were, uh, were artists and and uh, okay. uh, and they would do that style of art. So like, yeah, I've always been attracted to it. So like, I'm I'm kind of re getting into it right now, which has like been really fun. Uh, I'm also really into like buying people things right now and mailing them out like as gifts. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like yeah. you mail it or are you like you? I yeah, mail like I I got a I have a I have some friends that work at um, Gold Coast Tattoo in Monterey. Okay. Uh, and I went to this really cool used bookstore here in Chicago. I don't even think the bookstore has a name. And it's like on this corner of the street and you go in and it's small as fuck. But it's just piled with, dude, seriously, books, bags, and trash. Like, it is crazy. There, and there's like almost no, no um, organization system. Like, there is, which is like surprising but it also looks like there's not, but okay. I found two, uh, tattoo books. And so I just like package them and, um, and I'm mailing them out to my friends that work there. And then, um, I got a t-shirt for a friend and I've just been really into like getting gifts and like mailing them out right now, but That's I'll cool, draw on the packaging. Okay. And then like, yeah. And then like, mail That's it cool. Out. Like you're, you're personalizing, you know, not only the gift, but the, you know, the packaging that comes in. That's a, that's really cool, man. Like, and that's, well, I, uh, I bet it feels good too. Like when you know, your friends get that stuff, like they're probably stoked. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I got, um, I got those books. I painted something, mailed it out to a friend. Um, and then I got, we, I, I went to Tennessee the other day. I went to Nashville. What the fuck? Just because? Yeah, or? So, well, 
we went camping and we had I have a friend here who like he's from Salinas but I didn't meet him until I moved to Chicago because someone was like oh my friend lives in Chicago you guys should get coffee so yeah. we got coffee and like we've not really hung out because I'm so busy with or I used to be so busy with stand up mm-hmm. you know but he's been to a couple of my shows and like well, um, and I invited him over for dinner a couple times, but he was like, Hey, we should go camping. Cause like, that's all you can kind of do right now. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, all right. And then he was like, all right, cool. I booked the spot and I was like, all right, dope. And then he's like, it's in Tennessee. And we were like, why? <laughs> and then, but I guess it's like a really good place to go fishing. And, uh, I don't know. How far I got is that? Like, is it a far eight drive? hours from here? Yeah. Okay. Eight hours away. It's amazing. And, uh, like, uh, the Midwest and kind of once you get to the East Coast, the traveling from state to state just gets so much smaller, it seems like. Oh, dude, tell me about it, dude. People were like, oh, yeah, we should go here or there. And I was like, that sounds like a fucking trip. They're like, no, dude, it's like five hours away. And I was just like, oh, shit. I'm so dumb when it comes to geography. Like, I literally don't know where I'm at, like, right now. <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm at. And, and dude, and people, dude, and people, like, like, uh, use coordinates here like so often like they're like do you think they use coordinates to like describe where things are south, like what's northeast south and west that's a coordinate right Am I... no bro that's just like direction like that's just like oh well i mean that i just fucking exhibit <laughs> coordinates a, bro, is like don't... longitude latitude yeah they use that too no <laughs> uh, <laughs> northeast south and west I, see that's how fucking dumb i am dude i thought that i thought that North I mean, east, south, and west was like the coordinate. Oh, uh, I mean, you could say like, I think you say degrees north by degrees south, but the degrees is like the longitude and latitude. Uh, but you're, I think they do include anyway, also direction. Yeah, they, yeah, so they use direction here, and I guess I've never used direction. But they're like, hey, do you live? They're like, we're gonna go north, and I'm like, I have no idea where north is. And they're like, well, the water's east, and I'm like, I don't know where the water is. Like, I'm just starting to learn. Like. It's crazy, but uh, yeah, dude. So we went to so we went camping in Tennessee, and our way back we were like, let's stop in Nashville, and we went to Nashville, and it was like, it just is fucking wild. This whole trip was fucking wild. I'll tell you more about it when we're not being recorded, because uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, maybe in a few years I could tell this story. But went to Nashville, there was a bunch of rednecks, and like. Not like I'm calling them rednecks. Like, they call themselves rednecks. Like, I'm not, like, you know, being, like, mean. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, and, dude, okay, I gotta tell, t- I think, is this fine, like, to tell? Okay, <laughs> I'm asking my girlfriend for permission. I know. So, <laughs> so, dude, the person that we went with, I don't think, and I don't think he's, it's good, whatever. The person that we went with when we were in Nashville, dude, he bought a fucking $200 cowboy hat and three different pairs of cowboy boots and bought like everything that he saw that was camo print dude it was insane dude it was fucking insane dude and then he bought a fucking canoe like a wooden ass canoe that was a $1800 canoe and strapped it onto his little sedan and broke his car basically it was wild it was such a wild trip dude Dude just got excited or what? Like he's like, holy shit! Like, (laughs) well, shoot, dang man, we're down here in Tennessee. I'm gonna grab me a canoe. I I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Basically, except he's a Mexican dude. (laughs) 
Oh man. Um, that's I don't yeah, even dude, know if that's how people nationals. talk and I, I feel like I'm just using a crazy ridiculous southern accent. I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know how people talk in Tennessee. Oh, that's how they, that's how they talk. Hey, dude, that's how they talk. I was going to try to do a southern accent, but all my accents are very bad and they just go back to sounding like, "Hey, what's up, bro?" <laughs> You should try to do. Can you do a southern accent right now? Can you try to? Let me hear you do one, and then I'll try to do it because I'm really bad at accents. <laughs> um, I don't. What, what should I even? I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. Hey, 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 hog! Give me some potato. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried so hard. You know Higgity what? Hog. Yeah, let me try. Let me try. Yeah. Well. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, it kind of, honestly, I gotta be like, uh, dude, it hurts to do accents for me. Like, my body gets really tense, and I think I'm gonna give myself a what is it called? Like an anal wart. Like a hemorrhoid or something? Yeah, a hemorrhoid. A hemorrhoid. I feel I'm like gonna I'm give gonna yourself give myself... hemorrhoids from trying to have to act. <laughs> Why do you get so yeah, tense dude, when, when get... you try to do an accent? Like, do you just get know, like dude, nervous I... or something, or is it? I get, I get... When I get nervous, my ass tends to clench up. I'm being fucking serious, dude. I clench so hard, like my butt, dude. I was in this play and I played this Italian dude, and I had to do an Italian accent. And I swear, if I wasn't clenching my ass, I couldn't do the accent. And so my butt was just clenched the entire time, dude. We would do like two performances a night and I was just clenched and I would stay clenched until the show was over because I couldn't do an accent without my butt being clenched. Like it was this nervous thing. And then I would just go straight to the bathroom and shit. I was going to say like the, the, the unclenching of your asshole probably made you just have to go take a shit because it was your butthole's probably like, oh, yeah. <sighs> and then everything just falls yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, my butthole is like, finally, the Italian is gone. Like, uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like you know when you Dude, do that, if... this is like, that's your, literally, yeah. that's your butthole is just c- the clench. <laughs> yeah, clench the way that, like, You're, like, Italian picturing the hand the being like. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Um, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, you know, I also have like problems with holding in my. I don't want to be like that guy who's like, "Oh, poop jokes," but like, I really do have a problem. You know, you've I mean, been there's in a the video on my Instagram of you. Remember when you were in my car and you're like, "I really have yeah. to shit, dude," <laughs> and we were at that dude, stoplight I, and you're like, "I can't, I can't do this," and you just got out of my car and like ran across the street, <laughs> like dude, with I traffic. Have- you were just running through. You're like, "I gotta take a shit." <laughs> Honestly, because getting hit by a car was better than shitting myself that day in the car. Like, <laughs> oh dude, my god! I seriously have something wrong with my bowels. Like, uh, I mean, sometimes, like, without even feeling anything, it just comes out. I've pooped my pants like at least six times in a year. That's not wow. good. Yeah. yeah I also remember there being times where you're like, I just had like three kombuchas and then we would drive to the, do an open mic and you're like, you would get there and you'd be like, oh, I'm so glad we're here. <laughs> I have to go to oh, the yeah. now. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, it makes sense, man. Like, uh, like I have, I have friends that kind of have explained similar things to me. Like I, I think, I think I've like, I don't think it's been a few years since I shit my pants. And the last time I think it was because I, 
couldn't make it. Like it was, almost, it was kind of a scenario we were describing where I had let it go though. Like I was trying to push myself. Like I, I was like I had to shit, but I had to hold it for a while, and then yeah, I just I couldn't hold. I, I was like. I was in the bathroom and I shit my pants. Like I had made it there. And I think the oh, excitement God, of being sucks. in the bathroom, it, like it just made me like, just, I just, yeah. like, I just didn't have, like, it's almost like when you really got to pee, the closer you get to the toilet for some reason, for me, it's like the more I have to pee, it's like my body, it's just like, I know I'm about to, you know? So like, it's, yeah, it's like, I can't, like, I just, the holding it kind of goes away. I don't know. That's yeah, dude, that's uh. I don't want to like go on and on about like, like shitting stories because they're so played out, but I do want to tell you one. So like the first night I met my girlfriend, like she's a mutual friend of like my, well, so her and my roommate went to junior college together and then okay. her and a bunch of other people moved to Chicago. So anyway, we were, we were at a party that I was invited to by my roommate and I met her there and like, um, at, well, we were at this like, like this, like little like get together someone was like, oh, we should get pizza. And I'm like lactose intolerant. And, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to have pizza and then go home and shit at my house. Like I'll be cool. And I had like four slices of deep dish Chicago pizza. Yeah. And so I get on the train and I go home and like, I do like, I did not think I was going to like go back to like this girl's house. Like this is the first time I met her. Yeah. You already, when you told me the beginning, you're like, I'm gonna eat and shit. Like you've you've committed the rest of your night. It's like you've already made plans, basically. To going home to poop. Yeah. Like I literally have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In my head. I was like, yeah. Oh, I could do. I could, I was like, I could do a slice. That'll be cool. And then I was like, I could do three more slices. I'm gonna go home and sh- looking forward to this shit, right? And then so like, long story short, we end up taking the train together. Me and this girl that I just met, and like it was like such a good time. We were like laughing and joking. She lives a block away from me. I walk her home and then I, uh, ended up like, you know, like I gave her a kiss and it was like super cool. And then I go home and I was like, Oh, I don't even have to shit. And I think it was so excited. Cause like, I like kissed this girl that I didn't expect to like kiss. And I was like, that was fucking dope. Like yeah. I didn't think this was gonna happen, you know? So I think because I was so excited, I forgot that I had a shit. Right. And then she texts me. Like or via Instagram because we followed each other, and uh-huh. then she and then like there was this conversation back and forth, and then she was like basically like you should come back over. So I went back over to her house and we oh, had no. sex, and yeah we had sex and it's like early in the morning at like I think it's like five o'clock so in the morning. So you didn't shit at, at all time. that whole night. The whole night. Wow. The whole night. I mean it's kind of at least sex. you didn't like start just like when you're at her house. At least you didn't just start like fucking you know. Like, like shitting, like just having to have like, you know what I mean? Like, what oh, yeah. if it was just like, yeah, while we're like humping. Yeah. You're just like, oh, we're right back. <laughs> and then it's just but, pizza shit. Oh God. <laughs> but that, okay. So that basically, okay. So anyway, so we finished having sex, whatever. It was beautiful. Let me tell you, it was like the most magical night I've ever had. Nice. Like seriously. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it. it. You're awesome. lactose intolerant. You didn't shit. You had sex. I mean, that sounds amazing, man. Yeah, dude, I fell in love. We looked in each other's eyes. Like, it was dope. And then, so, like, so it's the morning. It's time for me to go home. I'm walking home. Dude, I swear, as soon as I was, like, goodbye, I said goodbye to her, I was something in my stomach doesn't feel right. No, actually, before that, something, she, like, p- pushed my stomach in a little. And then that's when it was, like, oh, something's not right. Oh, no. And I was, like, okay, I'm going home. 
And then I said goodbye. And as soon as I said goodbye, like another like, you know, cog in the system turned like, and I was Mm. like, holy sh, like it's locked and loaded. And I like, she has like, she's on the third story and I'm like clenching, like walking really slow down these steps. And then I'm walking home and she's like, she's actually like three blocks away, but like Chicago blocks are long. So I would say like six California blocks. I don't know if that makes sense, but I was holding it and holding it and like it came out a little bit and like fell out of my pant leg and I just shook it out of my pant leg and like it was on the sidewalk and just a trail of shit is following me into my house and as soon as I get home, as soon as I get home, all of it just comes out, dude. Like a fucking jug pouring water onto a counter table, like a counter table, whatever. And like it flooded, dude. It flooded. It was insane. Oh, dude, wow. crazy. And I was, yeah, and I fucking, I told her about it the next day. She still had sex with me. There you go. I mean, yeah, she's a real one. Honestly, she's the best one. She is a real one for sure. Wow, dude. That was the uh, craziest group I've ever had. I'm so glad it didn't happen on her bed. Yeah, I was gonna, like, yeah, you took a risk, you know, going back after, after you'd already committed, you know, to, you had, you didn't take any lactate or anything. You're just, fully like i'm accepting all consequences of this pizza and yeah so i mean yeah you, giving you props for keeping it until the next morning but <laughs> it's gotta suck like yeah yeah fuck you're trying to hold it in while it like, sucked uh. it sucked it fucking sucked dude i it was shameful but hey life is about risk or not <laughs> yeah i mean seriously yeah uh <clears throat> have you um have you made any you know travel plans to visit California recently or have you thought about coming Yeah. Like I don't even know what yeah, traveling's buying- like right now with with everything but I'm buying a car and um I'm going to go to Portland. I'm going to stay in Portland for a little while. And then um and then going to California going to stay in San Francisco for a little while. Then from San Francisco, I'm going to go back home in Salinas and stay in Salinas for a little while. But all in between that time, I'm going to go to like different places. We're going to do a lot of camping and I'm going to go visit some of my friends that live in St. Louis and uh, I'm going to get tattooed by nice, friends dude. that are like tattooers in different States and like, um, just hang out with like, you know, I have some family in uh, Texas. We might go there and just hang out with them and, um, no, like, like, set in stone plans except for we're getting a car and leaving chicago at the end of the month and portland's gonna be our first stop that's dope dude i have some friends up there uh i was asking them actually because i saw on the news um in the in portland there was like some protesting and some people kind of shit like just groups of people in the streets like arguing in front of city hall building uh and it made it look like the way the media was portraying it was that all of Portland was like this. And I was talking to him about it. They're and he doing- was like, yo, that's just happening in that one spot is what he was telling me. And he's like, all the rest yeah. of it's fine. It's like everybody, that's where kind of everybody's meeting up to protest or kind of like just, I don't know. It seems like there's two different groups. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, he it, said well, that they're, they're doing the same thing in Chicago, man. Like they're making it seem like, don't get me wrong. Like I've been to a few protests and it's fucking bad. Like it is fucking bad. But, they're also making it seem like 
every single protest is like that. They're making it seem like it's all around Chicago. They're making it seem like the looting is is like happening all the time and like i just saw this article that and i mean i didn't check the sources but i mean i i like to believe that it's true and and before i you know pass off information that i haven't double checked but this could very be well true it said like i think that they did like a study that like 92 percent of the protests that are happening um like uh, black lives matter protests have been peaceful so eight percent of them have like erupted in violence and you know but the narrative is that there's all these violent protests happening you know and and so i mean they definitely are making it seem like chicago is like crazier than it is but on the other hand there are a lot of like there's a lot of fucked up it's not just black and white it's not just one way or another you know Mm -hmm. um but like yeah what your friend said like it's not all of like it's not a fucking war zone. Like, you yeah. know, like they make it out to be. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> yeah, it just, it makes it's a lot more... of scared people like, you know, they believe those like headlines or whatever. It's like also unnecessarily scared people. Like you're not in the hood. Like, you know, like what are you afraid of? Like, you know, like, well, yeah, I think that's just like the, it's what I was talking about with somebody else the other days. Media is just, trying to get you to react more than anything else it's not trying to get you to yeah. think about it yeah and uh i think that's how they're doing it you know kind of playing into our fear playing into our emotions playing into uh yeah just making things look more extreme playing into the extremes <clears throat> yeah but that's cool man i'm uh, stoked to I'm stoked to hear about your traveling that's uh it sounds like you're going to be doing quite a bit of it here in a little bit um, do you like in the the places that you go where things maybe are a little like uh, more lax? Are you gonna try to find any like open mics or try to do anything like that while you're traveling? No, not me, man. I, I'm just trying to like stay distant as much as possible. Like you know, I, I'm not really trying to be a part of that. I know that I am traveling, and that's like you know that I'm gonna travel, and that's already like putting others at risk you know like the best the absolute best thing would would for me to like stay here in chicago and just go to work and come back go to work and come back but like you know i'm not doing that and so really what's happening is like you know i'm, I'm gonna go to these other places and just kind of like camp you know because i think that that's like something safe that you can do mm-hmm. you know and um and just really just like enjoy the road and uh and stay with like friends and family you know that i can stay with and uh get covid tested as much as possible while we're doing this um we i actually have have fallen off a little bit with that we we got tested like two weeks or twice like every two weeks uh um there's like free testing here and then i i haven't gotten tested in like maybe um maybe like a month or something now so i did fall off uh, so I, I just need to get back into that and like really plan out this trip and see where there's like free testing and stuff. I'm going to be as safe as possible. I'm nice. not a worry wart, but I just think it, you know, you're conscious of it. Yeah. You're, you're trying to be, yeah. uh, trying to do the best also, thing you can. I mean, especially with traveling. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that 
with your, if you're traveling, getting tested is something that for peace of mind while you're moving through different areas. I mean, I think more so yeah. like you want, you're being, you're doing it for other people, but you know, I would say that for, for yourself, it's going to like, as you travel, I'm sure getting like good test results back each time is, is probably going to make you feel better about going, you know, one place to the next. Yes, exactly. It's a relief and you feel safer being, and you don't feel like you're taking advantage of a system or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, like I said, like I do miss comedy, but like I don't miss – I'm selfish and like I'm like I only want to do comedy if it's three open mics a night all the fucking time and I get a really, really doing the work and like, you know, because I really just like the hustle, man. And like I can't imagine the hustle is going to feel the same. Like I mean, dude, look at – like I started doing comedy when I was in California with you, you know, like – you yeah. saw me do my set and like it was just not enough for me to like, you know, do like we were going out every night if we could, but yeah. like driving to San Francisco and like it's just here. It know, was, it was do- a lot more of a commitment to get to some of the places when we were like there was a there was a few months. Well, and I I think like that hustle that you kind of inspired me to kind of push my own limitations of what I thought was possible. And so, you know, going to San Jose, going to Santa Cruz, going to San Francisco, making those drives where you're like, fuck it, dude, why not? Like, we're going to go and do it. It's going to be dope. And then I'm like, yeah, like, like, who cares? I'm just going to not get this much sleep, you know, and be tired tomorrow. But uh, so, yeah, that was like a good, you know, perspective shift. And I've definitely kind of held that mentality. And uh, there's been nights where I'm like, man, I don't want to go. But then I like almost it's like a that's like a gabe inside of my head you know being like bro like like you got like what are you talking about you know like because i know if you were here yeah you'd be like let's go you know like what are you talking about like we're gonna go do we're gonna go do these mics um it's not that i didn't want to it's just like i didn't like the just the the commitment and the energy at first when i first started doing it you're like you don't realize like what the hustle is like you're talking like the what like truly grinding is because uh, you're like i'm already doing it like you know two times a week i feel like this is for me right now this is good and it's just yeah you, you get to see you get the scope of it and you get like to see what everybody else is doing and you get to see like the levels that other people go to like yourself and yeah it's nice it's like a good uh way to challenge yourself yeah dude and like i mean for me like you know, I, I suck. Like, you know, like I'm like, I suck at comedy. Like I need as much stage time as I could get. I need to like work on my bit over and over and over, you know, but there's some people here, man, that like, I know like some people that like, I barely see them at mics, but like whenever I see them on a show, they're just so fucking funny. And I'm just like, holy, like I'm so jealous. And like, I'm like hustling and like, yeah, I think, uh, I think that there's, because I've talked with, I did an episode with Zach where we talked about kind of uh, the reward from, you know, like the the like benefit of going to a mic and kind of measuring that. And like, you know, if you're, if you don't feel like you're getting something out of it, not just going to get, because like some reps can be, you know, not beneficial, like I think. And so I think it's, a, there's a middle ground to it, you know? Like, I think it's based on the person. Like, you're talking about you need those reps. You need to be there all the time because that's where you're getting your work. And you say these, some people probably can take, like, a set they did, really break it down, analyze it, make those corrections, 
and not have to go and work on it like, like as many like I think people psych everybody's different. Like I like yeah. I think that I'm like a mix. Like I need to go and get the reps in, but I need to make sure that those are focused and they're they're not just like I'm not going up there without because there's there was nights where we would show up and I would just do a joke that I have done like that is I don't need to work on anymore. But I didn't have anything else to work on in that moment in my head, so I chose to do this bit again. And I think, you know, you can kind of look at that as like a waste of time or like you're working on that bit again. It's just, yeah, I think it's just all perspective. Everybody's different. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is different um, because there are, you know, there are some people that work really, really, or I wouldn't, there are some people that do a lot of mics that don't progress either, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, man, every, everyone's just different. And I know for me, I need the, I need to be somewhere here, like in Chicago. Um, I mean, San Francisco seems to have like a, or, you know, prior to COVID, had a pretty popping scene. But, you know, from what I've heard is like, it's not like you could do, it's the same mics though, you know? Like here there's, you know, I could do three mics on Monday and then next Monday do three different mics. And then the Monday after that do three different mics. Like yeah, there's so much going Joe on. Joe was telling me know? there's like the kind of like the north side and then there's like, there's like different like communities within Chicago, like comedy kind of like. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool because yeah, like being able to do constantly change it up and you're not having to travel super far so i bet um i bet like the the stimulation the crowd difference like if you're you could work that material and hone it with like you're getting so many different audience members to watch it different people different communities if you're traveling around doing it like that's that's probably it's probably really beneficial you know to to have that but i but also it's yeah i mean I don't know. I, I, it's so weird. Like there's bits that I've like only done one time that I made up that day that did really well. And I've never told them again. And then there's like jokes that I've like tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. And it's like, doesn't seem, I was like, I know, like every time I talk about this, when I'm not on a mic, it's funny. People are laughing. But the moment I get and I start to do it at an open mic for some reason, it doesn't translate well on it's like it's so weird dude comedy is such a weird thing it is man it, it, it's super weird i mean like i'm way funnier outside of being a stand-up than i am a stand-up like you know like I, I just like you know it's because i'm not trying like you know like i'm just having fun and it's because i'm around people like you like you know like we know each other like i feel comfortable around you like i'll do really silly shit you know around you and like and and like Anthony and like my family and all my other friends like I'll be really silly and it and like I just don't care but it's because they know me I'm you know that like has a big you know you're just confident like I'm just confident when I'm around my friends like mm-hmm. I know that like even if I look dumb I'm not going to feel like a, yeah. like a dumb of shit like you know but sometimes you bomb and not even bombing sometimes I just like will stumble on a punch or a word or a tag and i just feel like the world is crumbling like you know like it's so stupid it's so fucking dumb and but i am i'm like that i'm like dude if i could just be as funny 
on stage as I am, like, you know, when I'm like with like my girlfriend or with you guys, when I do like, you know, the dumb, silly things that I do, like if mm. I could just turn that into like killer jokes, it's also, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to why things land. They just do, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, that's, that's like that's you true. said, like I, I've had jokes that like sometimes I do them the exact same way and sometimes they do great and then sometimes it's like I said the dumbest thing on earth like and there's no I I can't figure out why but it's just sometimes it just be like that yeah it's a it's a mystery man it's it's also why I think that you know like you you were doing it so much and you were actively about it because like you said you're trying to get that funny like I always try to imagine my friends being in the audience or like that I'm not talking to the audience. I'm talking to my homie or I'm talking to like a, somebody in my family, you know, cause that really is like the, it's your most authentic self. And I think that not only, you know, is the goal to be funny while you're up there. I think the goal is to be authentic and to be, um, honest and to be interesting as well. And yeah, I think trying to embody that, talking to your best friend thing on the phone or uh talking to your family being silly trying to embody that and bring that out is like where you see like a lot of um a lot of like famous comics that like that when they're in a podcast or they're in an interview you can tell that like that's who they really are when they're up there telling jokes like it's just yeah. you can just see like it, it they, like so much of them comes out on stage and when you watch them talk you're like man like I feel like you really know that person and I think that's like ultimately comedy is about that connection and uh yeah it's a it's it's an interesting thing because you have to yeah you have to be confident you have to I think you have to like your you don't have to like yourself but you have to like what you're talking about you got to believe in it at least or make it look like you do I think that um, yeah no for sure I think that I think you do got to like yourself. I think that like, you know, comedy and artists in general are like self-deprecating and like also they come from like a like a like a dark place, like for sure. But I think like whether we want to admit it or not, we like who we are, especially when we are funny, you know, because something is we we like that feeling. We like that energy that we're creating, you know, um we do like ourselves. I think that that is really the truth. And that's like hard to admit sometimes, you know, but, and like also to say, to like piggyback off of what you were saying about like being comfortable around people. Like, I think you're exactly right. Like, you know, also to like, just like for me, I think that I want to really, you know, comedy is not just about telling funny jokes. It's about so many other things. And I think one thing for me, it's about, understanding what it means to be human you know and like the more that I really make that like a focus in my journey of like stand-up and the closer I get to like I the, the more connections I make with people and like the more that I connect with people the more that I understand that we're all alike and so when I'm in a room with people and I really do understand like hey we're all just fucking people I could tell you this joke about you know this embarrassing time that I had, or I could say this silly thing that I think or whatever, you know, that's why I do so well at XL. Like, I mean, I really like, I really not to like sound like cocky 
like or anything it's hard to like give myself like a compliment but like i do well at xl and like that's why i love and i do well there because it's like you know like 20 or 30 of my family members will show up and they just really put me at ease because those are the people in my life that I've made laugh more than fucking anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so yeah, like, so it doesn't, that pressure is kind of goes away maybe or. Oh, sure. It for sure does because I'm fucking excited more than I'm nervous. And like, it also Which is funny like because if my family was ever at a show I was at, I would be so fucking nervous. Like I am like, I like when you were describing this right now, I'm like, there's no way I could never tell jokes in front of my family members like no way <laughs> oh man that's funny i mean i totally get that i feel really i feel really lucky though because like you know my i i have always been that person in my family that like i've always made people laugh my dad like has always like i've like made my dad like you know cry laughing like same with like my mom and like a lot of my family just thinks i'm dumb though like in like a good way like uh like this fool's dumb fool. like you know <laughs> shit like that also, also Salinas is like, that's like my, like, that's also like my jam, dude. Like I grew up yeah. there. Like, you know, like I, I, I relate to like those people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, like I am those people. So like, I feel like I'm really just performing for a bunch of like versions of myself, you know? And I know that like when it really comes down to it, like I'm not going to judge myself. I'm actually just going to enjoy like my own silliness, you know? And yeah. so I, you know, not to say that I'm super confident and like I crush or anything like that. Like I'm fucking nervous at Excel, but I'm way less nervous there than I, than I am anywhere. Like, and it's also because like, I also lived in those apartments right above Excel. So like, I literally have just so much like experience and like memories inside that building and that place and around those people that like. I get so fucking excited to do that show, dude. Like, I'm obviously I fly I flew back in a year three times to do that fucking show because I just love that fucking room. Like, you know, yeah. and it's also just a fucking great room, like too. But yeah, that's one of my favorite places to like perform. I miss that a lot, dude. I miss friends and family and like even that dude I roasted that one time. I didn't know him. <laughs> like, you know, but I felt so confident just to tell him he doesn't know how to read. Like, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, that show was funny, man. Um, was- well, dude, this this has been fun catching up and chatting. Uh, it's always great to talk to you. I feel like uh, you know, this, I feel like this was one of the more natural uh, like conversations I've had on the podcast so far because we we just we do this a lot. We talk on the phone and um, yeah, this is like a regular phone call for us. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great to it was great to have you on the the podcast again. Um, have you, you know, last time you were on here, you were talking about chili. Uh, have you, have you tried? Have you gone back to making chili? Have you, like, I want to update on the yeah. chili, the chili adventure. All right, dude. I, I kind of, let me tell you. All right, I fucked up this time around, dude. Okay. So I bought like over two hundred dollars worth of chili supplies. I just had too much chili. I had way too much chili. <laughs> like we still have chili stuff in our cupboard, like. So I ended up packing it and like just giving it away to people, like okay. like other comics and friends and stuff. Oh yeah, which was really did they like it? But they loved it. But they loved it because I fucking put broccoli in my chili around for some reason. I thought that that would be a good idea, and it was just like kind of kind of weird. And so 
I had to pick out pieces of broccoli that was in my chili before I gave it to people. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Like, oh my god! Like, I really don't know why I did that shit, but it was That's good so though. Funny. It was good. It was a lot of good spices and flavors, and a t- bunch of garlic, and uh, it was vegan. And the yeah, don't put broccoli in your chili. Okay. Don't do that. Pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Yeah. Um, well, hey man. You're you're still off you're still off social media, correct? You're not. Yeah, I'm still off it, dude. I think that um I think I'm gonna uh get back on it. I just uh I have a lot of like photos that I've taken throughout the years and a lot of uh undeveloped rolls of film that I'm getting developed now that um that uh I wanna like post somewhere. So I, I might start an Instagram again. Okay. Well, um yeah, uh I guess I don't know what to. Pl- I'm trying to figure out how to like plug you. So oh, to can plug, check out. dude! No, don't, dude! Don't plug me. Just like you know, is anybody even gonna listen this far? Can you track that? Like, um, if people I listen, can. People, yeah, uh, a good amount of listeners actually go, like, almost all the way to the end of the episode normally. So I. Oh, okay. Very cool. Because I, I don't, I don't think I listen to anything through and through. Like even like like they probably pause big, and come back, but um, I do. Back. Yeah, I've seen like. I don't know if there if you've made it this far. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Gabriel yeah, and talk about dope. shitting our pants and uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, I would say follow him, but just stay tuned if he brings something back up um, online. Uh, but yeah, this has been fun talking, man. And uh, have you you know have I a mean, good dude? If you want to plug me in, my phone number is eight. Just send me a text message. <laughs> Tell me you made it all the way to the end. I have to bleep you know. <laughs> Why? No, dude, for real. I don't. This okay, how about last okay? Time. Bleep that out. Bleep this that out. That wasn't time. a good idea. That wasn't, this that wasn't last smart. time. Last time you did the same thing. You you oh, really? a bunch of information that I had to bleep out. <laughs> okay. I, what about my email? Can I give my email? Uh, yeah. If you want to, man, people can email you. Okay. Yeah, email me just for a convo. Gabe Elvizo at Gmail. G A B E A L V I Z O. That's V I Z O. V as in Victor. I as in. I think they ignorant. got it. I guess. Z as in O at gmail.com. Gabe Elvizo at Gmail. And just say what's up. Let me know that you got through this. I mean, I feel like I feel like I talked about shitting myself for way too long. Can let me say something real quick, like something positive here i have a fortune right here from a fortune cookie <laughs> yeah this is how we'll end it read the fortune it'll fade away this i fuck i'm i'm um what is it called when you can't read dyslexic i'm dyslexic sorry oh this is actually dope discontent is the first necessity of progress Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>